I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Welcome to r slash pro revenge, where this woman destroys her cheating ex by paying just £8.50 to financially ruin him in the best way possible. My £8.50 revenge on my cheating, thieving ex. When I was at uni, I started dating this guy. At first, he was wonderful, dedicated to his studies, fun to be around, attentive, and always surprised me with things, working hard at his job, etc. Then, bit by bit, things unraveled. He started skipping classes. Then he barely bothered to go at all. Worse still, he never helped around the house. Never washed up, cleaned up, did laundry, anything. He was even fired from his job for too many no-shows. All he wanted to do was sit at home and play Xbox or browse the message boards and forums. This was in the days before social media, when dinosaurs roamed the earth. This left me having to pick up extra shifts, sometimes double and triple shifts, all while going to class and studying. I later learned that this was a pattern for him. He'd be really dedicated to whatever he set his heart on, but then get bored and fall back into old bad habits. Then he'd find a new passion and rinse and repeat. I knew I should have ended the relationship much sooner, but I held out hope that he would snap out of it, that maybe it was just exam stress getting to him. I desperately wanted things to go back to how they were, but it was not meant to be. I caught him cheating and threw him out. I was so stressed with everything that it wasn't until the next day that our joint savings account crossed my mind. There was a little over £5,000 in there, and bar a few hundred from him, the rest was money I had saved. I checked the account and it was all gone. My ex had cleaned out the account and moved into a new flat with his side chick. I called the bank. There was nothing they could do. He was authorized on the accounts. I contacted the police and they told me there was nothing they could do either since it was a joint account. So nothing criminal had happened. They suggested taking it to civil court, but said I'd probably spend more money than I got back in legal fees. So it likely wasn't worth it. My ex had stolen 5,000 pounds and there was nothing I could do about it. I felt like such an idiot. I got even angrier when I saw his posts on various forums boasting about his new game consoles, new games, new TVs and gadgets or bought with my money. I'm not usually a vengeful person. Petty on occasion, sure, but I've never wanted to exact revenge as much as I did right then. And I knew just how to do it. While I was a student, I attempt every summer to help pay for my studies. One such job had been for a debt collection agency. The work was as trashy as you can imagine, but it paid really well and it was only for a few months. My ex had been dodging debt for many years and was very proud of that fact. He was also proud of the fact that his debt was close to being statute barred and he hadn't paid a penny. For those of you that don't know, in the UK, creditors have about six years to collect a debt and then it becomes statute barred. That means the money is still owed, but creditors have no legal way to enforce payments, such as using bailiffs. My ex was a few months away from reaching statute barred status. However, what a lot of people don't know is that making a payment on that debt resets the clock. If you pay any amount, then that six years starts from scratch. Previously, I'd used my insider knowledge to help him dodge the debts. Now I would use it to hit him where it hurts. By the end of our relationship, I was handling everything, including his debts. I had the paperwork, so I knew who he owed and how much. I called his creditors up. 
I was honest and said I was a friend calling to make a payment on his behalf I didn't pretend to be him because that would be a big legal no-no They weren't allowed to disclose any details, but they were able to take payments I paid the minimum I could on each debt about one pound on most But one had a minimum payment of one pounds fifty it was the best £8.50 I've ever spent. I also made sure to give them his new address and contact details, as well as his parents' address. Having worked in the biz, I knew they wouldn't change the address since I wasn't the account holder, but they would note it. They had various systems where they could search for his name against that address and see if anything came up. If they got a hit, then they'd change the address. The trap was set and all I had to do was wait. A few months rolled by and then it happened. His posts on the forums went from boasting about his new gaming PC to panicking about a court date. He called me and begged for advice and I told him to F off. Seeing I wouldn't help, he asked for advice in the forums. One of his online friends told him not to turn up to court. That way they wouldn't be able to prosecute without him there. It was terrible advice that was 100% untrue. In fact, not showing up is one of the worst things you can do, especially in civil courts. This was getting better and better. The court date came and went. My ex naturally didn't go. A few weeks later, my ex posted photos of his empty flat. Bailiffs had cleaned him out and taken every last one of his shiny new gadgets and toys. On top of that, he ended up with several CCJs, county court judgments. Now, these are a big deal and can seriously damage your credit history, making it hard to get bank accounts outside of basic ones, near impossible to get credit, including a mortgage, and it can also make it hard to rent a place, since many landlords don't like rent to people with CCJs as they're considered high risk. He also wouldn't be able to find jobs in the financial sector. Now that he was broke and didn't have nice things, his side chick left him. Now look, I never got my 5000 pounds back but it felt good to see everything he bought with his ill-gotten gains taken away i hope that five thousand was worth it also for anyone wondering how a student accrued six years of debts he started at the university i attended when he was 25 he'd initially gone to a different uni at 18 but dropped out a year later and went into the world of work then he convinced his parents to fund a business degree he wanted to become an entrepreneur and for anyone worried about the age gap i deferred my uni start date by a few years so i could travel i was 22 when we started dating and he was 26 uh yeah just good knowledge and genius is all you can say there really i for one wouldn't have known anything about that the six-year rule and i live in the uk it's just good to be some justice being done because five thousand pounds if you didn't know it's quite a lot of money um what i would love to know though is how much his debts were because i don't think that was explicitly mentioned in the story if his flat has been fully cleaned out not just of the stuff that he bought using the money he stole from you but of more things then who knows the level of this debt could be mental it's good to see an eight pound fifty payment for thousands of pounds worth of justice oh sensational be abusive to employees say bye bye to your job my former boss was simply put an absolute freaking butthole He was the type of person that had the ability to be so condescending while acting as if he was doing you a favor. His condescending attitude was sometimes downright abusive and he seemed to have a particular problem with all of the female employees. He acted as if they were dumb and needed assistance with every step. He loves to scream at people regardless of how little their mistake was if there even was one. He was a slave driver and expected everyone to sacrifice their own personal lives for the job. The thing that sparked this revenge was him telling me to miss my older sister's birthday to come into her work on a day that I'd already booked off. Nobody liked him. Me and all of my colleagues in the department, around 10 or so, couldn't stand him being here anymore. So we did the protocol. All of us piled together the evidence we had of him not sticking to booked off holiday schedules, having inappropriate and sometimes abusive language, and we brought it all into one Google Doc. This was step one. Step two was getting a cherry on top. 
We did this by getting him to do one of his screaming tantrums at one of us We wanted this to be as damning as possible and the youngest and smallest girl out of all of us Volunteered to be the baits. She made an intentional beginner's mistake in her paperwork Something bound to get her roared at and the idiot took the baits You see he likes to do his scoldings in front of all of us to prove a point or rule by fear as he called it This of course gave us the perfect opportunity to film it from behind our desks and add it to the google doc Now you see in our company, there's this really not well-made email system You can send an email to an entire department and I mean entire as long as you have its name and manager's name But the thing about this was the fact that all of this information was completely and freely given to employees This means that a person could send whatever email they want to the entire company, including the CEO. So, one morning at 10am, to ensure that as many people would be working as possible, we made a burner email and sent that Google Doc through an email to everyone in the company. It took a little while as there were many departments to get through, but we got there in the end. We gave the email the subject, boss's name, vital information, branch name department name of course our boss received the email as well and you could basically hear the clutter from his office as people all over the company were contacting him to ask him what the heck this was about hr did a light investigation into him and took heavy disciplinary action as far as i know he wasn't directly fired but instead he resigned and a month after that we never saw him again and he was replaced by a new guy who was also a butthole but just less of one his expressions during the whole ordeal helped me sleep at night yeah i think what probably happened here is he was asked to resign pretty forcefully and therefore the company didn't have to pay severance as they would have done if he was fired but uh, after this debacle and that video you want to get out of this company as quickly as possible how embarrassing to have everybody in the company i don't know how many employers there are but come on probably hundreds maybe even thousands see a video of you shouting at a young woman i mean look i know there are worse videos out there but that one is pretty bad oh i've just seen a comment down below from op they forgot to mention one of those colleagues recently found his facebook and found out that he's getting a divorce we have no idea why but people are speculating that it relates to this incident well uh, things go from bad to worse for this horrible boss can't say he doesn't deserve it because he does look if you're an idiot you're a bottle like this you deserve everything bad that comes to you sorry jewelry isn't a gift you give just once it's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it blue nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com Hoisted by his own petard. I have a friend called Kerry who just broke a story to me. Not sure if it's petty or pro-revenge or even malicious compliance, but here it is. All right, quick cast run through. The names have been changed to protect identities. Kerry is my friend and the heroine of this story. Sharon is a secretary with loose morals. Roger is the IT manager and villain of the story. Ivan is the CEO and company owner, also the owner of three or so other small companies, one of which was in the same office block. And Olivia is Roger's wife. So, Kerry works for a small IT company as a programmer and web designer, along with about eight others, including her manager and her newest colleague, Sharon the Secretary. Roger is a womanizing rogue who makes frequently moderately offensive comments about women, customers, and staff, like he has no brain mouth filter. Sharon is, as Kerry puts it, an upwardly mobile skank who will literally, yes, actually, blow the boss if he buys her new shoes. So, boner for a bonus. And she's had a bonus. Not just for productivity. Wow. 
The first Kerry knew about Sharon's behavior was late one Saturday afternoon when everyone had left for the weekend, except Kerry as she had a project. She was beavering away at her desk in a nearly silent office when she heard a squeal. She immediately got up to investigate and found her boss's door ajar. She heard another squeal and walked in, finding Sharon bent over the desk with her skirt hitched up above her hips, her boss trousers around his ankles enjoying himself. Yes, this is artistic license, but that's how she described it. Roger's expression indicated fury and embarrassment, and he sounded to be enjoying it. Sharon had an expression like the cat that had the cream, with no pun intended. Oh my god. She certainly didn't seem bothered about being caught. Roger recovers his composure, puts his trousers back on, and called Kerry back into the room. She hadn't stopped to watch, and threatened to fire her if she let slip what she'd seen. The instruction was, tell nobody. Act like it never happened. It's important at this point to mention that this was at the height of COVID and they were looking at the possibility of reducing staff numbers, something which fortunately never happened. But at the time of the story, nobody was sure. Question for you, is your boss Matt Hancock? Kerry kept quiet. Oh, that's nice alliteration. (laughs) Can I just say, I didn't say that that was written in the post, but I do agree. Roger would occasionally remember that she knew what he was up to and would give her dirty looks, but little more was said. Sharon and Roger were still having regular sex at work and Sharon was getting the bonuses that the team should have received. She was also receiving bonus, but nobody would have felt jealous had they known. One Saturday, about six months after the initial shock discovery, an opportunity for revenge and technically malicious compliance presented itself. Olivia, Roger's wife, popped in. The staff was still there and the office was busy and a bit noisy. Roger had excused himself to his office with Sharon early as he knew his wife would be in later to meet him and wanted to get his end away before she arrived. She was early. Olivia was standing at Sharon's desk. Sharon was the secretary after all. And Kerry saw an opportunity. She offered to help in the absence of the secretary and Olivia asked to see Roger. Kerry obliged. The next bit is a little bit vague as Kerry skips some details. But apparently she knows how to get past the lock on his office door. Like the door frame is a little too big and that's the vague bits. Kerry was able to open the door as if it wasn't locked and hold it open for Olivia who walked in to see her husband screwing the secretary from behind. Olivia's eruption was one of incandescent fury, which caused Roger's excuses to melt away. He was trying to explain that it wasn't what it looked like while pulling his trousers up. Sharon, meanwhile, had tried to discreetly leave, but Olivia had turned her full wrath at Sharon's direction. So Sharon excused herself by asking Roger why he'd never told her he was married. Now he had actually told her, but the ruse worked. Roger stared daggers at Kerry but she told him that she'd done as he asked. She'd never told anyone and had acted as if it never happened, just as he'd demanded. Olivia asked what she meant by this, and she explained in painful detail what had been going on. With Olivia screaming blue murder at Roger, nobody heard the big boss, Ivan, arrive. He must have heard the ruckus and come to investigate. At this point, he'd heard enough from outside the office and Kerry was asked to leave. Now, Roger doesn't work there anymore, and neither does Sharon. Sharon was dismissed for gross misconduct and Roger is awaiting a court date. Something about fraud or embezzlement or something. Details are sketchy here. No information about the future of his marriage, sorry. Kerry is still at the company, but now works as an assistant manager to a newly appointed female manager. 
I guess this is petty revenge, pro revenge, and malicious compliance all rolled into one. You did nothing wrong. You did exactly as you asked, as you said. Kerry, that is. But yeah, you knew what you were doing, and I like it. It's great to hear as well that Kerry wasn't actually punished for this because you never know what could have happened. Ivan could have just said, you know what, sack all these guys off. Let's get in completely new employees. But she actually got a promotion with a new female boss to work alongside. That is great to hear. Now, guys, before I end today's episode, I want to give you lot that listen and watch every one of my videos and episodes a little cheeky surprise for doing so now as you might be able to tell my voice is not great it's a little hoarse. um I, i'm a bit ill i'm a bit run down but that's because i've been away with my friends in spain over the past week or so now i'm gonna do a little competition there a little giveaway over on my instagram i uploaded a few photos of my time away which explains my terrible voice and um you know what if you go over there right now give it a like drop me a follow on insta then i'll give one of you lot a 20 dollars amazon gift card that sounds like a pretty good deal takes two seconds and you're in with a chance of winning $20 for free. I notice I've kept this to the end of the video, so only the people that have watched this far in this episode or listened this far have the chance of winning. Because if you know you click on the video, that's all well and good. But listen to the end. Listen to all the stories. And this is your reward. This is something I might do a little bit more in the future. But uh, yeah, link to the Instagram post is down below. Give it a like, drop me a follow, and you might win $20. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.